0: Hmm. what's up guys this is Ren from the set apart podcast did you know you can interact with us and continue the conversation via our online forum that's right you can email us today at setapartpodcastteam at gmail.com because this is not just a podcast this is a movement we're looking forward to hearing from you.
1: Mama, son <laughs> i'm sorry beverly i'm sorry miss beverly
0: <laughs> what's up friends and family here's another installment that's dd right there say what's up to the people dd
1: what's up to the people dd
0: <laughs> my name is Ren. we are your hosts of the set apart podcast another installment Um, And today we got some hot takes But first, you know how we do We talk about everything and nothing at the same time But let's start with the nothing Didi, I know you got some nothing for me
1: I do have a question Um, Okay So, not too long ago The Oscars happened And that's where people get awarded For their work in film um, Okay All all of that makeup uh, Costumes, all that good stuff Best Actress and all that stuff Um, so in light of that I thought about you know I was watching the red carpet who are these people really and would they actually as much as we love their work would they actually be fun to be around in real life so Hmm. my question to you I have a couple questions a question in part B all that good stuff okay so what celebrity do you think would be fun to invite over for game night who going to bring good snacks? Who ain't going to be like, mm, I'm vegan. I don't eat that. You know, who okay. going to be fun at your house for game night?
0: This is going to be an interesting choice, all right? But I got a reasoning for it. You, you think it's going to be crazy. Um, and I have to Google her name every single time. But her name is Zoe Saldana. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana. And this is the reason why. Like, there are certain people that's good at their craft. That mm-hmm. you're like, man, they're just ultimately playful, but they're professional. Mm-hmm. Like she gives me that vibe. Now there's other people that I'm like, they might go down as the greatest, you know, actor or actress to ever do it, right? But you can tell that they are very particular with okay. what they do. They're detail oriented. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not that fun to be around. They're rigid. But they're rigid, exactly. Yeah. And they're perfectionists almost. And that's fine. Like that gets you the Oscars, right? Right. but Zoey has a sense of playful but like competitive and this is why i say that okay one i think she's playful just because of like the roles that she has she's she's been in comedic movies. she's been with people who i feel like are i've never met them before in real life but maybe they're not <laughs> the most serious people so like if you can co-star besides an ashton Clitcher, maybe it's a sense of playfulness that you got if you can okay. co-star Besides Ashton Clitcher and Bernie Mac, like, come on, like you, you got some things, you can't be born. Also, you can't be boring. But also, if you are in hit blockbuster movies that you let them paint you blue and green, you have to be somewhat millions easy going. Millions of dollars. Yeah. Like they they let you paint you from paint them, like the whole body from blue and green, millions of dollars. You have to be somewhat playful. So I would choose her. To come to game night because I can okay. I can imagine us playing fishbowl or or heads up and she's like, I, I feel like she'll be playful and guess it and get it right. But she'll also call you stupid when you're messing up. So I need that. type. OK, of that's
1: fair. OK, that. now my follow up question would be this. OK, who would you add to a four man team in a game of taboo? So it's you and Zoe plus two uh-huh. more? Now, this is taboo. The same three on three basketball, the same spades, the same dominoes. This is taboo.
0: Okay. So it got to be some strategy in this. Gosh, I got to have somebody who's a brainiac. Like, I got to have somebody who's just wicked smart. I need at least one of those celebrities. Um, who's a celebrity that's wicked smart? <laughs> Don't they got like PhD people? Like, Morgan Freeman been around since the beginning of the time. <laughs> Like I've never seen, I've never seen a movie where your, Morgan Freeman was young. If you guys know a movie where he was young, I, I'm like, like he debuted in 1970 and he was already 80. Like, <laughs> that's so wrong. Yeah, I'm serious though. So I would probably choose Morgan Freeman. Okay, uh, <laughs> just because I feel like he has some wisdom that uh, transcends generations. Um, but that last one.
1: This is the game of taboo. I
0: want you to keep that in mind. Ah, uh, it gotta be somebody like that's from like a whole different world than me. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna say this, and and I actually like his work, but I would if I sat in a room with him, I wouldn't believe that we have anything in common. Um, you know, who Jason Alexander is, yes. Jason Alexander. Um, I don't know anything about his personality, but he he played on Seinfeld. I've not seen Seinfeld. Sorry, people who are listening, I have to see one. Ep- oh, I seen one episode. Something about no soup for you. That's all I remember. Um, I would you choose Jason much. Alexander. Um, but but only reason why I know him is from uh you know Whitney Houston and Brandy Cinderella. He was in that too. Because he's a theater um, actor. Because he's a theater actor, and so I imagine that he has infinite wisdom that i have of worlds that i have never stepped into so hopefully that's a good balance so it's me zoe morgan Morgan freeman Freeman, and jason alexander that's your
1: taboo team (laughs) but also consider these people are at game night all together
0: oh yeah but y'all
1: gotta y'all y'all taboo team so i feel like your house is gonna be
0: interesting (laughs) It's interesting. like, I don't And even- I
1: won't even ask my follow-up question of wh- what did each person bring to the potluck. I'll save that for another day.
0: <laughs> We're we not letting certain people bring stuff. We not I, bring. Hey,
1: I'll say that for another day. Um, <laughs> I would invite, if I just could invite somebody over for game night that I just think would be a good time, I'm going to say Queen Latifah.
0: Oh, yes. I That's think she's good.
1: so chill. It ain't even got nothing to do with her That's talent, good. but I think she's super chill. I think that um, I, I do think she's funny. Yes. She always looks fly and comfortable at the same time, even if she got a gown on. I've seen her with sweats and, right. and Jays. I've seen her with hair done, hair not done, but her hair is always fire. Yes. I think we would have a lot to talk about. Um, And she was a hooper. So I really yes, like she, her. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, she was state champion in high school. Oh yeah. Ooh, with oh, the yeah. knowledge, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> she sings, she raps, of course. Yeah, she's, she's an actress. She seen. produced. She started a record label at 25. A lot of people don't know this. And That's her crazy. company managed groups like SWV. Mm. People don't know. So she was doing this a long time ago in her okay. 20s. She had her own studio.
0: That's and awesome. I'm just
1: I have a lot of respect for her, but I think she would be a lot of fun too. Like it's okay. a chill day, not a Hollywood day. I think she could kick it.
0: I, w- I would let her bring a dish to the cookout. <laughs> she, she could bring a dish.
1: She probably could cook, too.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she can. Uh,
1: Yeah, so I think it'd be cool to hang out with her. For my Taboo team, so my idea is a little different. So while okay. I, I will win, I also, you oh, in the game of Taboo, you got to have somebody that's not so smart as far as guessing, but they, sh- they like to shout random things that will help you guess. Because it's Taboo. Okay. You can't okay. be quiet and calculating taboo. You just got to say stuff and hope something okay. sticks, right? I think Shaq will be a lot of fun in taboo. Let me tell you <laughs> well, why. I, I Let me tell you why. Random. Let me tell you why. Shaq is funny, but when he's trying to make a point that's wrong, he going to stick to it. And I think it will be so fun to make him <laughs> mad on purpose to just see him go off and on and on and on and on and on. And I think my team would be the most memorable team that yeah, night. I good. got I got Queen Latifah. I got Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> and I love mm. when people make him mad. It's so funny mm-hmm. to me because he be so wrong. But he <laughs> he passionate. <laughs>
0: that's good.
1: But he's also like the biggest prankster in yeah. North American history. He's so big, that's but funny. he does pranks. And I think and he might come with a wig on. He might do something crazy. He might come that's with so. a costume. I think it'd just be a good time. Um, probably my last person celebrity would probably be. Um, uh, it's so many.
0: Yeah, this and you got. Keep in mind before you say, you got yourself Queen Latifah and Shaquille O'Neal. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm. I, I'm. Me and Queen going get the answers right. Everybody else is just entertainment. I'm, I'm dying to know who is who is this last person that's going to complete this team. I need to know who's in the dynamic. Who is it?
1: Alright. Um, I'm probably going to go with <sighs> So I have a thing for these older You know what? I'm going to go with Julia Roberts. Okay. She is so silly to me. Okay. because i love the reason i love her in general is because she don't take herself too seriously she will laugh out loud in a quiet room and mm-hmm. i love that so i'm thinking about people that are intelligent but not too serious
0: right.
1: know how to laugh because if you at game night you can't be the one person at the corner of the couch that's not like nobody likes that person at game night right and that person really don't want to be there right game night requires you to open your mouth and interact Even if you shy, but you competitive, you're going to jump in there. Right. Because if everybody getting the questions wrong, you want to be like, you can't take it, but for so long. So I'm going to say me, Queen Latifah, Shaq, and Julia Roberts.
0: Okay. We we need to put this down, all right? This is what's versus. It's (laughs) Didi, Shaq, Queen Latifah, and Julia Roberts versus myself, (laughs) Zoe. Um, I'm going to mess up, Saldana, that's how you say her last name, Morgan Freeman, and Jason Alexander. This you is only for Taboo. Me, this is only for Taboo. Who wins that game? <laughs> we need we need to know in the comments section. That's good. Well, and well, in, the, in, the, in, in terms of fun and bringing back old things, we got to go back like we never left it. We're going to do a segment called Kill It or Steal It. Steal It or Kill It. Cue thing music. Cue the thing music. Cue the music. Cue the music. Mm.
1: Don't you want to steal it? I want to steal it. Let me see you steal, steal
0: it. I've got Here we you. go. But this killer is still it. This is what we're going to do. All right. I'm still going to kill it. I keep saying it differently. It don't what matter. we're going to do is we're going to talk about, we're talking about wellness today, just to give you guys a little uh, uh preview as to what we're getting into. And so since we're talking about wellness, a lot of people have gym playlists. They, they can either get rah, rah, they can get calmed down, but you are very specific as to the things that you put on your gym playlist. And yeah. so I'm going to give you four genres four genres dd you're gonna tell me whether you want to steal it yes that will be on your gym playlist or you want to kill it get this mug as far away from my gym playlist as possible
1: yes you ready for that i'm ready that and pumpkin spice get it out of here
0: (laughs) so the first genre i'm gonna ask dd do you want to steal it or do you want to kill it with pop rock is that on your playlist Kill it. Oh, come on, man. Kill, it. kill it. No, yes. no, no, no. Okay, come why on. Kill? Does that not get you going? Like, does that not? No, it does not. Okay. The reason
1: why is because I am a singer, a longer, and at the gym, I don't want to get caught in the moment.
0: Okay, okay. And when you think about pop rock, I usually think about people like, uh, and of course, like, understand my age and where I've been and where I'm going and all this other stuff. So I'm not that old. Um, so um, I think about pink. You know, a lot of pink stuff was, um, there you go. Well, that was more, you know, popish, right? I think about pink. Um, and so for me, I'm going to still hey, it. On, and this is why I need something that is, uh, it's amazing as far as vocally and musically, but I need to not be so linked to it that it is taking me away from what I'm actually here to do. And so because I got a good beat, but I'm not going to sing every single word it gets. You make the list. Okay. All right, here we go. Number two. It's not two. what I thought of as pop rock, but okay. Pop rock. What, what'd you think of as pop rock?
1: Like actual, like the fray. That's like pop rock.
0: Oh, if the fray is pop rock, it is definitely still, still, still. That's what I'm saying. I will be
1: singing it because music, like, I'll just sing it and I'll look around like, oh, I can't believe I've just been singing this whole time. Out loud at the gym. Pink is more like whatever. She kind of transitions genres. At she, the yeah, she
0: goes different. Yeah, it depends on what decade you're talking yeah. about. Pink and what five-year period. Um, But yeah, if it's the fray, it gets on there quicker than pink. Um, <laughs> Okay, here we go. Number two. Country music. Do you want to steal that or do you want to kill that? Does that get to the playlist?
1: That's a wide range. That's um, a wide range. Probably at the gym. Mm. I gotta kill
0: that. I ain't doing that. Come Listen, I I have to steal it. I gotta steal it. it I got- get too
1: caught up. I can't you have like- good music. I gotta have like, I don't
0: know. There's there's a country music song that I have vivid memories to working out to. Um, it's one of my favorite ones. Uh, Chris Young, you. Let me break it down because what I'm trying to say is
1: no one gets me like you when you kiss me. Girl, you rock me harder than some downtown band.
0: Girl, you rock me harder than some downtown band. That gets me pumped. (laughs) I'm with it. I'm with it. That gets me pumped. That gets me pumped. I'm aware when you'll find out that I got the most eclectic. The eclectic uh, gym playlist in the world. Number three, '90s R&B. So I'm talking about the. I will love you anyway. You'll steal it. Mm -hmm. I get listen. Why? Because you said you can't be singing.
1: Yeah, but all of those I won't say out loud because some of those I won't, you won't catch me saying some of that stuff out loud at the gym.
0: Okay, but you'll be like, but you so like, let's say some Mary J. Blige pop up or some Lauren Hill. Let's go, Lauren. Let's go, Lauren. Lauren Hill pops up uh, with "Guns." You know, you better. She different. Watch out! Oh, she different.
1: Yeah, although her record came out in the '90s, in 1998 to be exact, where she won eight Grammys. Thank you. I will not work out to her.
0: Okay, none of it.
1: Be- no, because that album has. That's a sentimental album for me. That's not for the gym. The gym is for like miscellaneous. That's that's oh. that album is like clean the house album. That album is okay. like windows down. You got a long road trip album. I'm not Lauren. Don't believe okay. the gym.
0: Okay, tell tell me a '90s R&B song that we can definitely find on your gym playlist.
1: Any SWV. Um, oh, you uh, got weak about, on there? No, not weak. I said. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm so into you will be on there. Um, okay. human nature might be on there, it's kind of slower, but it's that beat that kind of takes me out of the human of, nature, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I when I think of 90s R&B I don't think late 90s, I think okay. like uh, New Jack Swing or like Black Street or like um, okay, you know. TLC, early okay. TLC Boys to Men, Motown Philly.
0: Yeah, I and I'll take all of that. Every song yeah. that you named I'm confident is on the mind right now. I'm still Yeah,
1: there. that make you do this. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. Not, like, not like the vibe vibes. I can't work out to no vibes like D'Angelo and mm. all that. That's too like Jill Scott.
0: That's good.
1: That's a different That's vibe.
0: Good. I yeah. like that. Okay, and here we go. Number four. We are gonna um, give you uh, some variety, all right? And we're not gonna give you, we're not gonna give you the hip hop. We're not gonna give you the rap because I feel like that is upbeat stuff that's easy to be on a playlist. But what we are gonna give you is classic rock. <laughs> are you gonna steal that? or Are you gonna kill that? I'm talking about the Aerosmiths. You know, I'm talking about. Uh, I'll steal the- it. You'll steal it. because
1: yeah, 'cause I don't, I don't... That's what the background at the gym sound like, anyway.
0: that's true you take off your headphones that's what you're (laughs) hearing
1: you're gonna hear Aerosmith you're gonna hear Nickelback you're
0: gonna hear Creed (laughs) oh yes yes I'm doing standing in lines of clubs I never get it that's what I'm doing
1: and somebody else already singing it out loud
0: at the gym exactly it turned into a concert that's cool well, y'all tell us that was still it or kill it. Um, y'all tell us what's on your gym playlist, throw out a genre out there, throw out the a song out there, and say this gospel. is for show on our I stuff, work out the gospel. gospel. Listen. Fast, slow, you know it times? don't matter to me. You know how many times I've been on this on the treadmill talk about we lift our hands, Jesus speaks to hands.
1: That's when I listen to gospel treadmill only. Like,
0: (laughs) that's that's the one. That's the one. Oh my god, that that sounds like a Taibo song. song. Oh, for sure, that was in Peter's. My version. (laughs) 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 Well, today we getting into the first installment of our wellness month. Wellness is very important. Let me start this by saying wellness is very important to us. There's a lot of people out there struggling um, that um, you may not even know that are struggling. Um, So uh, ultimately, as we get into this wellness segment, um, my prayer is that um, people don't struggle quietly. Stop struggling quietly. Um, But today, uh, we're going to talk about anxiety and Mm -hmm. depression. Um, These two things are distinctly different. Um, these two things are things that we're seeing um, not only a lot of our peers deal with, but a lot of our youth today um, is dealing with um, more anxiety um, than any other time. Um, I just read a a, a statistic um, two days ago, um, Dee, and I'm telling her this for the first time, so ain't no pre-production uh, meeting with this one, uh, but the statistic says that We have more medications for anxiety and depression than ever before. Currently today than ever before. More people are on anxiety and depression medication than ever before here in 2023, yet, and still it did not impact our suicide rate. Um, It did not impact even our hospitalization rate. So not even saying that, you know, they passed away, they're still being hospitalized. And Mm -hmm. so, um, that's something sad to see. Um, I know for myself, um, I have a history and everything, um, with anxiety and depression, um, in my, in my life and my family, but I did want to, um, to define some things. Okay. Um, so, um, I read this and I want to, I wanted to bring this out here. Um, so the question is the question that we want to start with is where does this depression, where does this anxiety come from? Um, and not from a scholarly article point of view, um, but also from a um, where do you think it comes from in your community? Where do you think it re- literally de- derives from? Um, and where do you think this trauma starts? And so I'm going to read this, but then I want you to answer that question for me. Dude. It says uh, difficult experiences in our childhood, our adolescence or adulthood. Um, that pretty much covers it all um, are common triggers for our anxiety problems. Problems going through stress and trauma when you're very young is likely to have particularly have a likely, particularly, to have a big impact um, in all of your future experiences. Experiences which can trigger anxiety problems, including physical or emotional abuse, um, but not limited to um, verbal abuse or Mm -hmm. um, emotional. Um, traumatic um, moments. So for example, like, let's say car accidents, uh, Mm -hmm. house burning down, such on and so forth. And so um, I I read this because originally this is kind of what uh, even the WebMD or the medical says that in a nutshell, this is what um, contributes to anxiety and the heart of anxiety. um, And it leads to, if not managed depression, depression, and going more so into that. Um, Where do you think, Didi, anxiety, and just from your mind, I mean, maybe it's stuff that you heard or whatever, anxiety and depression um, comes from in your community and your experiences?
1: Um, Well, first of all, I don't, I want to make clear that anxiety as, um, anxiety is not a disease. Correct. Um, You can be anxious and not be, On anxiety medication. Um, I think anxiousness. Is a. I don't know if it's interchangeable with anxiety or not. I haven't looked that up. But Uh being anxious does not mean. That something's wrong with you. Um, It does not mean that you need. Necessarily professional help. I'm not saying that you. um, Should avoid it. But being anxious is a. Is an emotion. It is very real. So I'm not downplaying that. I'm just trying to make clear that feeling anxious and anxiety are not one and the same right. what we're referring to. Right. Um, what I think anxiety comes from when it becomes like a problem that needs to be addressed. Um, I agree that some of it may be from past experiences that kind of rear their, rear its head later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think it comes from fear of being out of control of circumstances.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think for me it developed, and this is in hindsight, hindsight my experience with it, it was more of a um, when things happen out of my control and I don't yeah. know how to bring it back into my control. Mm-hmm. And not in a way that's like, I need to know every in and out of my life, but whoa, this came up and I didn't see it coming. And the effect of it is way bigger than I anticipated. And I'm not prepared to handle it. And I don't know how to bring it back down. I feel Mm. out of control of everything that's happening. And I don't know what to do. I feel helpless. And now my body physically is overtaking me. And that is scary. When you feel out of your body, like you, it's one thing to have your feelings be out of whack. But when your physical body starts reacting to that and you don't know where it came from or why it's happening or what this is yeah. or I never felt this in my life. I've always been able to control my responses. What is this? Mm-hmm. That was anxiety for me.
0: Yeah. And that's somebody. So this is coming from somebody with and and I apologize. I apologize to a lot of friends with this. Um, but <laughs> growing up, growing up, I kid you not, like especially earlier in my culture collegiate years, um, I would think that like anxiety was a scapegoat. Like, oh, I have anxiety issues. I'm like, dude, like don't don't make it a scapegoat. Like you don't have um, all of this stuff that you say that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had that perception and that mindset um, for a while until I in 2013, I believe, experienced it myself. So I'm in a college dorm um, and I wake up almost in a frantic state for nothing. Like when I, like, I I mean, I'm not saying for nothing. Of course there's contributing factors, but like I literally wake up and I am in a full fledged panic Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, for the first time ever in my life. um, And I feel very, very fearful of what? I couldn't tell you. Right. Why, why Why do I feel like I'm breathing so fast, but yet I can't breathe at the same time? Why do I feel like I'm burning up like a hundred degrees in my body? And like, I, I wake up, I get up out of the bed and I keep in mind, I'm in a college dorm, so I'm not at home. Um, And I think my roommate was like, I don't, he wasn't even there. um, And so like, I'm over here walking around, pacing back and forth. And I can't, I can't figure out exactly where I am. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm in a college door physically, but I can't figure out where I am or what's really happening. And so it's really hard to make um, make uh, kind of like a, a, a out what's going on. Like I literally had no idea. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I had to. Um, um, by the grace of God, I had to kind of do, um, you know, trying to get my breath, trying to breathe. I end up uh, taking a walk outside that night. Um, just mostly because I was burning up, but it made no sense while I was burning up. Um, and that next morning, um, I got, I had a chance to get back to sleep that next morning. Um, of course, didn't go to none of my classes, just to be real. Uh, and, uh, that next morning I woke up and I was like, okay, what just happened? Yeah. I had no idea what just happened to me and mm-hmm. so um as for me um and and the reason why i opened this up by saying don't suffer in silence um don't don't be anxious don't be depressed, depressed in silence is because um that's exactly exactly where i went to right away um i didn't want to tell anybody anybody even the people that i see every day my closest of friends what i just experienced mostly because i don't know what just mm-hmm. happened I can't figure this out. I'm over here Googling what just happened to me. Like, I, I didn't say the words anxiety. I didn't say the, I didn't say panic. I didn't say nothing. I Googled symptoms. Like if you wake up and don't know where you are and you're breathing heavy and you're hot, like, what does this mean? Um, eventually through that, um, I got back to um, it was, you know, ang- uh, they called it anxiety attack and, um, and that was really the birth of my anxiety. Um, you know, fast forward, um, you know, 10 years, 12 years, you know, on the same journey, um, you realize that it's way more of a thing than I ever gave it credit for. Um, and I say that not to have a woe is me moment, but to say like, there is some wisdom in taking care of yourself, but knowing, listen, if you go, this is from the fight world. And I don't know if you guys are, um, uh, fans of the fight were boxing, MMA, um, even even sports in general, like so football, basketball, everybody. Usually when you have a game or a tournament or a fight. It is you are way more equipped for that bout when you know who you're fighting. Mm-hmm. If you can't identify what's going on, how could you ever hope to aid it? Um, And. What I'm seeing is that at this point in time in my life, I'm seeing that I was a, a fool, a fool to keep it quiet. I'm just speaking to me, not calling nobody out. I'm speaking to me. I was so naive and so foolish to hold that back from my loved ones. um, Because as soon as I did start opening up about um, that, I had a couple of people who was like, me too. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, hold up. What? Like, I just thought, I just thought I was a freak that did this on my own. Like, I thought this was my own ailment. You, you have stuff like this too. You struggle with, uh, like you said, the fear of the unknown, not knowing mm-hmm. what's going to happen, drastic change, um, not having, um, a, a place of, or a sense of comfort that, um, that is important to you. Like a lot of, a lot of my upbringing led to a lot of, um, financial inabilities. Therefore, I was very scared to not be financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to come out of college. And it's like, uh, college is cool, but, uh, I think you need mentorship to prep you to, Hey, what's the next step? Because it almost feels like you graduate. Yay. We're celebrating the next day. You like, I have no idea what's going on in my life, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I just got to find a job. Um, and so to, to live in that world where, um, I, I firmly believe it was, it was, you know, childhood, not dealing with things, but also, um, not knowing what's next really, really, really freaked me out. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and so you said, I think you mentioned and don't make make sure I'm not putting words in your mouth, dd So call me out on air if 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 this is not what you said. Say less. But <laughs> <laughs> you've had your own experiences with anxiety in general. Could you yes. bring some light light to the people yeah. with your story?
1: So I do want to say like when you have those episodes, the reason why it's so out of body. It's like you've lost your anchor. So if you mm. if you picture a, a ship that throws the anchor out, we gonna we gonna chill here. We are gonna float here for a minute. And without your permission, somebody chops that anchor off, and you just floating around. But you don't know where you are anymore. You don't know where you're going. You don't know when you'll stop floating. You don't know when mm. it's gonna be over. Um, and it's it's painful um physically, um because I my my um idea of anxiety i i really didn't have one Mm. that just wasn't something i heard about much um and coming from playing uh sports in college and well all my life you you're literally coached not just on the x's and o's but you're taught to be mentally strong and not to be swayed by situations Uh, because in um so basketball is different from football in that with basketball it's a game of runs, so things may look one way for a minute, but they can turn around really quickly. Mm-hmm. And you can really yeah. overcome a lot in a basketball game when you understand how much time you have, so you have control over the time, as far yeah. as you know where it's going and when it's going to end. And depending on the situation, you know what to do depending on how much time you got. Right. Um. So you've been trained to be mentally like, okay, things happen, but it, as long as the game ain't over there's always opportunity to overcome. So with anxiety, it's like, I don't get swayed by stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've been trained my whole life to not be swayed by things that happen, but to just stay focused on what the end goal is. But when yeah. anxiety is like, Oh, my anchor is gone and I don't know who took it. Yeah. I don't know when they took it. All of a sudden my heart, I feel like I could hold it in my hand because it's beating that mm, fast. Yeah. I'm driving this car and I gotta pull over. I was just fine literally two seconds ago, and all of a sudden I'm just overwhelmed with this sense of panic. And then for me, I didn't I wouldn't say that I suffered in silence. I didn't have language to tell anybody. So when I did, um what, what because I was so panicked and I know what to do, I would call close people or loved ones but there was no language for what it was. So I'm trying to describe what I'm feeling, all while trying to catch my breath. They have no idea what I'm talking about because they haven't experienced it. So it's a lot of frustration on top of anxiety Mm -hmm. because the other party is like, what happened, what happened? And you're like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, yes, I don't know. So then they're frustrated, but then because you're in an episode, that frustration feels like it's at me for being annoying that I'm calling about something that I can't explain.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's compounded
1: yeah. and it's like, I don't know what to do. So when the yeah. episode they're like, just calm down. I'm like, I'm trying. And they're like, try hard. Yes. And it's like you're not helping, but yes. then you don't want them yeah. to get off the phone because you're so afraid. Yes. and You don't know why you're afraid. Yes. So you're, the mind is such a powerful thing that it can have that much of an impact on your physical body. Like you're shaking. Some people get dry mouth and um, some people get nauseous. Some people get dizzy. Um, Some people get super, super thirsty. Um, I know for me, I would physically shake like I was like freezing. Um, So I didn't get hot. I got cold. Um, Mm -hmm. I got really thirsty. Sometimes the first panic attack I ever had I got really sick to my stomach like but not not sick but like i felt like what just happened i was just fine like what just hit me um so in my experience it wasn't so much that i suffered or i was silent about it i didn't have words for it so it was hard to describe and then when i tried that became a point of frustration so i tried to avoid explaining so it was almost like i didn't want to be silent but that became like, I'd rather just deal with it because people don't know how to help me and yeah. I'm tired. I feel like I'm getting on their nerves. Right. But then some right. people also would be like, just relax. Like, or I might be in a car with somebody and I'm like, uh, can you pull over for a second? Oh, what's wrong? I don't know yet, but can you pull over? Yeah. Then can you hurry up? And then you like, yeah. Do you think I want to inconvenience you? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm. I'm struggling right yes. now, and I, and because it wasn't talked about, I I, I won't say it's not talked about because people don't want to deal with it. I think people just don't know what it is yeah. really in certain yeah. communities, and I think having words to say and describe that I have now, I did not have then because I was like, wait a minute, is this going? Is this a one time thing? Then when it becomes recurring, you're like, what is this? Like, why right. can't I? So then you start making up your own coping mechanisms so you can get through it. Mm -hmm.
0: And you really don't know what
1: you're doing. You're just trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. Because it's so painful and then you don't want it to escalate. So you're like, come on, just just, try to breathe. Sit down somewhere because I'm dizzy. I was cold. Now I'm hot. I'm shaking. I don't want people at work to ask me what's wrong. So let me go hide somewhere for a minute. It's just, it's a lot. When you don't
0: right. know what's happening. Right. It's it's a it, it you you spoke to so many things that I feel like it's just so right on. Um A um I think from the debut, and I think I could track this back to 2013, I would call it the debut of my anxiety. Um, in general, um, it exposed a lot of things that I was just pushing under the carpet, mm. like. Like it's dirt and I'm just pushing under the carpet, not in a sense of an embarrassment, but in a sense of I don't want to deal with this right now. I
1: don't want to carry and this. Yeah. I
0: don't want to carry this. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And then that stuff just finds its way. So you keep pushing stuff under the carpet. You you can't keep everything under that carpet. <laughs> like so um, uh, when I started having those candid conversations, um, even though I started having a conversation just to give you a little bit of timeline, I started having the conversations. Uh, with a couple people mm-hmm. but i still started to go into kind of like that season that you were speaking to um there was a lot of um i think toxic masculinity that's one thing that definitely contributed to uh the season of life um and uh i call it the superman complex
1: okay
0: uh and what i mean by that is that i have to be all right people yeah. are depending on me i have to be all right i can't I, I can't, I can't crumble. Like this can't be me. I have to be all right. I have people depending on me. I have uh, things that, uh, that places that I need to be. And not only do I need to be there, I need to be totally present there. Like right. I have a countless like economies and people um, really depending on me. So I cannot be that person. I yeah. can't be crippled by this. I can't whatever it is, I can't be broken. And so my mindset was whatever this is, no, I don't want to work through it. Just make it stop. Right. Just Stop it. Just, I don't, I don't know what it, what, what does it take? Just stop it. I don't like forget this whole, like yeah. I was very like, um, against going through what we call the process yep. to, you know, uncover some of these things. as the reason why I got here in the first place. I was just like, no, in this world today, like we have, uh, we have so many technological advances, medicine advances, uh, that, that that stop the symptoms of things that we can't even explain Mm -hmm. give me something show me something show me the easy button to just stop it yep um and so that was my main goal and 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 i i would go into relationships be it romantic relationships or friendships or whatever um very hesitant to to say like hey like, I know I told you my likes and hobbies and all this other stuff, um, but hey, this is also a part of me Yeah. Um, because I did not want to acknowledge it as this is a part of me. Like, I wanted to just say like, hey, those anxiety attacks or those panic attacks, that was just one-offs. That's not who I am. I don't mm-hmm. have to deal with it again. It's over now. Let's keep going past and then it happens again. You know, it may not happen like right away. Like it. it may, it's- It's kind of funny because like, it'll go four months, five months, nothing. Then bang back. Like it never left. And, you know, after like about the second or third time, I was like, dude, I, I have to come to terms right now Mm -hmm. with this is a part of me. (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is, this is, this is who I am. And if this is going to be a part of me, I have to figure this out. Got to face it I gotta face it. And so did you go through kind of like a realization stage um, similar to that or did you were you able to embrace it once you figured out what it was?
1: Oh I didn't embrace it. Okay. Because I'm, I'm of the mindset like this happened to me I didn't happen to it. So it ain't I don't own it I don't say my anxiety because I'm like nah exactly. But the way this is kind of just to give a timeline my first panic attack I did not know that that's what it was um mm-hmm. and i didn't learn that till later years later but it happened uh shortly after i became a mother okay um and it wasn't because i became a mother so let's let me make that distinction
0: okay
1: um it was the timing of it but i moved um and started a new job and a lot of changes in my life as far as my marriage and things like that um, so you know, after that, um, but between those two times, there were some anxiety attacks, but I still didn't have the words for it. Mm. But after I moved, I noticed some changes in my physical body, like hair loss and mm. um, uh, skin irritations, like really bad acne and weight loss, and just a bunch of stuff. And so, I remember I went just for a normal physical, like the annual physical you're supposed to get with your doctor. Side note, go to the doctor.
0: Okay, don't call me out, boss. Don't call me out. I'm sick of y'all.
1: You want to talk about toxic toxic masculinity? Yeah. Take y'all big old butts to the doctor and get checked.
0: Okay. (laughs) Y'all ain't no spring
1: chickens no more. We be having stuff happen to our bodies. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Back to the program. Um, but it was just a regular physical. And, you know, they, you know, they ask you questions after they do like, okay, bend over, touch your toes, make sure your back is straight, your posture is good, your hips still in line, all that good stuff. So they ask you questions like, you know, do you smoke tobacco? How often do you drink? Um, You know, stuff like that. Are you getting this many hours of sleep? So apparently my questions raised some flags, but the main part was my drastic change in weight. And Mm. so then that caused very good doctor we need good doctors and not just the ones that want the checks. A yeah. very good doctor, he started to ask some follow-up questions. There was no judgment. It was very much a matter of fact, like, so what's so um what's been going on in your life and you know how are things going? How's work going? Just to me at first it was seemed like small talk. Right. But homeboy was taking notes. And he said, because of some changes I see, you know, I don't want to diagnose you, but I, I want you to go see counselor. And I was like, oh, "Okay." He said cuz I think you're showing signs of what we call adjustment disorder. And I was like, "Adjustment disorder?" Oh. He said it's one word. of Well, yeah, it was like and he said, "This is one of the thousands of precursors to clinical depression." I was like, "Right." Well, I didn't do all that because it's not like depression was not that far off. Right. I was kind of relieved in a way because I'm like, now I can acknowledge it in, um, instead of trying to push through it. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I went to see a counselor and it turns out that all of the changes that happened in my life all at once was having an effect on my mind. So although the panic attacks uh, started before all of the changes happened, it was like the perfect um, foundation to build Mm. depression on top of. Right. Because of I changed jobs. I moved to a new state. uh, I had a, a child a year prior, but even those changes, that brings on financial changes, marriage changes. All of these things happen all in like two weeks. And trying to figure it out all at once I thought because I was used used to being mentally strong, oh, this is just life. I can take it. But my body was saying, you're not well. Right. My mind was saying, you're not well. So that's kind of how it came to be for me. Um, yeah. A trusted professional had to say, I don't think you have depression yet, but you have the best precursor for it. All right. And depression, and it also alters how we view depression because we use that word a lot.
0: Yeah, we gotta watch what you say. Yeah, we do.
1: Because being sad does not mean you're depressed. Hmm. Having a bad day does not mean you're depressed. Being moody because you ain't ate all day is not you being depressed.
0: Right.
1: Not liking your job does not mean you're depressed. Being laid on your bills does not mean you're depressed. But When you feel out of control and things are piling on and things keep changing and again that anchor is not the anchor you thought or somebody took your anchor or it floated away without your permission Mm. that is a good precursor that if you don't get some help that the stacking up on of things can lead to you feeling depressed because then you feel like I don't see myself coming out of this hole anytime soon.
0: Right. So i to let the good. bricks pile up on me. That's good. So and, then and I got a counselor. You're you're good at that. I think you're really good at like kind of framing definitions of things, right? Um, because I visual. I can tell you that at 15, when you know I had girl issues, I thought I was depressed. I was thinking it was right around the time where Keisha go I remember when my heart broke. <laughs> I remember when I gave up, I was, I was in the depths. Hurt, hurt. Had your uh, heart broke. Had my heart broke and thought I was depressed, but understanding that um, those things even, but really, but like, like I, I said jokingly, but really, I thought that that was the definition of it um, until getting older and saying, oh, you wish." I wish that was the definition of it. Right. That because playing.
1: you playing basketball with the homies at lunchtime
0: <laughs> exactly like like if that was the definition of it it'll be way easier because the reality of it is it's hard and, and you so, know the
1: source if that was it you would already point to the source okay problem solved but when you feel out exactly. of control
0: exactly and so so anxiety in general um i hope that people are watching this and i hope um if you yourself are watching this and you struggle with that um, some things that we heard already is, A, don't do it quietly. Please don't. Um, you just heard Didi Dee Dee said that she went to go get counseling and she had to be um, kind of like pushed in that way. And a lot of times, if I'm honest with my walk and uh, we are pushed in that way by a lot of people, but we just never <laughs> are receptive to the push. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can tell you that I, um, the pride in my life, and we talk about pride, right? The Bible talks about pride. And, and the we always think pride of pride as or i always think pride was arrogance oh i'm this i'm that look at what i can do and all this other stuff and so my pride really really showed and showed up and uh, showed out if you will um in the way of stubbornness to believe that everything is fine when it's not to believe that i can do a lot of things on my own when i can't um to, to believe that um the resources that were out there We were just for people who were totally crazy and I couldn't benefit from it. Um, Keep in mind, guys, like, um, I was, it was beneath me. I I was a psychology major. And so (laughs) keep in mind, like, I'm graduating a psychology program. Okay. We talked about all of this stuff in detail. So, like, if you asked me, "Hey, what's the definition of anxiety disorder? or What's the existence of a panic attack? What's the definition of, of, of manic depression, manic bipolar?" I, I can I can name it all. Like at that point, like I, I just took my final; it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> um, but there's a difference between seeing it on a piece of paper and doing it for a uh, a, a, a studious like test mind mindset <laughs> textbook. Um, and then when the when when that stuff appears in real life, mm, you
1: don't recognize it.
0: This yeah. the textbooks didn't do it justice. Nope.
1: Nope. <sighs> Same way we read the Bible. Yes. They wow, David was wild. You wow.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was so so and we talk about so we talk about anxiety <laughs> and depression, right? And, uh, I'm not like, you know, I can get on, um, you know, cue to preacher alarm because I can get on this. Um, but I was just talking about this. Um, there's people today that are hurting, they're hurting. Um, and I have been blessed enough to see the wisdom in the Bible, um, Mm -hmm. and make it, um, and make it uh, personal and not just a story. And so, um, a lot of people I had a friend and this is, this is good, uh, his name is Kyle we had a great conversation I've never been blessed more with a conversation and only thing he asked was a question he asked a question and he spoke about Judas mm-hmm. Um, and he said did you do you think that um, this guy that went to Bible college so d- don't think he don't know so this guy that went to Bible college he says do you think that Judas um, you know was plotting for a long time to betray Jesus And um, I spoke for him, and let me preface this, just like I did in that conversation. This is not me saying that I have read the scrolls that give the contacts and stuff like this. This is me reading in between the lines for the person who I am. Um, The Bible does not A, say this verbatim or speak against this, either way. So this is the one of the gray area moments that I'm just receiving. Um, And so I think we give, a, we have two things that happens all the time that, that messes us up when we read the Bible in general, especially as it pertains to our life issues. One, the disconnect. We see it as a story and we don't see it as something that is very alive and prevalent, prevalent, not only in the world today, but in our lives today. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, we criminalize or elevate things that should not be elevated. And so, for example, um, what I mean by criminalize, it, well, I'll start with elevate. What I mean by elevate is you see Paul go from city to city to city to city. It's like, oh, man, I wish I could do something like that. Why can't you? You have the same Holy Spirit inside of you, the truth inside of you. Matter of fact, you're more equipped. You got a freaking Bible. <laughs> but
1: you ain't going to do it.
0: So <laughs> but stop. you ain't going to do it. Like So so what's the diff- disconnect? Why why have you elevated Paul's ministry so much that mm-hmm. you feel like you can't even do that? Um. So the elevation, but also... The criminalization, meaning Judas. So uh, Judas is a good uh, point of view of criminalizing people. And um, so he asked me, he was like, do you think Judas was plotting from the beginning? And I was like, no, I think you're giving Judas way too much credit because hindsight is 20 mm-hmm. I said, uh, first of all, keep in mind, um, he wasn't plotting against me. He wasn't plotting against you. He was plotting against Jesus, okay? He could probably pull the wool over my eyes. He could probably pull the wool over your eyes, but I can guarantee he's not clever enough nor uh, 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 that much of an evil genius um, to to plot um, from the beginning of uh, from the beginning of the ministry. Basically, um, I said no. I believe like every single other person, and this is this is what the human factor is. Mm-hmm. Like every single person. He was walking on his path that he considered was righteous. Yes. And he was making good decisions, walk alongside Jesus, learning in the ministry and all this other stuff. In a time of temptation and weakness, he was met with a decision. He chose poorly. And this is why I say this. I'm, if, if you guys know the story of Judas, I mean, you can kind of fill in the blanks. But after he betrayed Jesus, he went into a depression. A depression that led him to end his life Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now this is why i think the way that i think if judas did not care if judas did not care he would have took those 20 pieces of silver and kept on his merry little way the fact that jesus the fact that judas cared i think led him to that depression he made the wrong decision and, and not. And of course, like I'm not saying anything of, and justify his actions by any means. But when you have a mindset like that, when you have a mindset like that. It's less of Judas was the easy, evil genius and dang. I'm closer to that Judas mindset than I ever even thought. I can make a bad decision. I can draw, drown and follow down in my, in my depression. I can I can. Um, be going really, really good and stuff like that. Make a, a you know, make some decisions and, and do something that I feel um, is justified for whatever reason, but it not be in line with the mind of Christ and it be the wrong decision. And now this is where I am. Um, and so, th- small things like that to me. Uh, and then we we take Peter for example. Sorry, I'm not going to go into the Peter part. We're going to the Peter part next episode. But <laughs> Peter also. Um, along the, uh, the 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 lines of uh, depression or anxiety um, dealt with that. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the next episode. But um, when you stop elevating people too much in the Bible, characters in the Bible too much to where you feel like you can't get better in your own life to get to a place where you're ministering to a certain degree. And when you don't criminalize so many people in the Bible to where you feel like you're incapable of Terrible things, yeah like understand that there's there's a balance in there, and so read the Bible the truth for for what it is, but um, in the terms of anxiety, um that is something that I had to walk through. I had to walk through this, I'm walking through this is not a thing I had to walk through that to see some of these stories in a different light, to see some of these uh different life experiences in a different light. I can tell you back when I thought anxiety was a hoax, I did not see those stories. In the same light um that I do right now. So um this is this is my question to you, Didi. What is some truth that you cling to right now? And you can think about this a little bit. If you don't have an answer, that's okay. What are some truths or what are some things in your life that you turn to right now um that helps aid your journey in managing and or conquering your anxiety?
1: Um later in life um i am much 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 better than i was before when this started happening um and Mm -hmm. what i i believe what um what the holy spirit gave me to help someone else going through an episode number one is because i experienced it it didn't scare me so i Mm -hmm. was able to help and i could recognize it um before somebody got to the point of panic um so what he told me in that moment And which has helped me is your feelings are real. So anxiety is not imaginary.
0: Woof. Okay.
1: Your feelings are real and you're allowed to feel them. But regardless of how you feel, what do you know to be true? So Mm. while you feel like whatever this emotion or um, circumstance is becoming too stressful, because it could be triggered by stress. Um, whether you feel like it's too much or it's too heavy, that feeling is real and it's valid, but what do you know to be true? So while you feel alone, you know that you are not while you feel scared, you know, that he will be with you always. And you don't, you, although you have a spirit of fear, it did not come from God.
0: So Mm. that's another thing
1: we need to stop saying wrong. Yes. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but I got one. Yeah. it just didn't come from him so yeah. while I, I can feel what I feel but what do I know to be true and my lip le- I come down because although things are crazy life is unpredictable one thing I know to be true is that I'm not by myself and I have a source that wants me to have answers and does not want me to be confused does not want me to be stressed and if I am stressed it's not from him because he mm-hmm. said his burden is easy mm his burden is light and he'll take my cares from me if I cast them on him so while I know that to be true I'm feeling heavy so that means that's not him so if that's not him that's not where I want to be and he said give it to me so then please take it I don't want it so I combat feelings with truth so I always say okay I know that's how you feel so if it's somebody else I understand how you feel I and I acknowledge your feelings Feel them if you want. But what do you know to be true? Right. Because that doesn't good. mean feelings are fake.
0: Yeah,
1: But there's feeling and then there's fact. So my emotions are telling me. Your emotions can inform your body. How to respond. Mm. Right. If I'm scared I'm a jump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if I already know what's behind the door. I'm not going to jump. Even if I'm scared. Even if I'm like mm. something's going on. But if I see it because I know it's there. And I'm less likely to jump out of suspense because I know what's coming.
0: Right. Yeah. That's so that's kind
1: of how I feel how you feel, but what do you know to be true?
0: Feel how you feel, but what do you know to be true? That is the yeah. best way to end it. So today we talked about anxiety and being, um, you know, being something very real and being very close to us, but we're going to continue to just dive forward and, and tread forward in this wellness Um, series. Uh, Next, we're going to talk about, okay, how do we start to, now that we have identified the enemy, how do we then defend ourselves against this anxiety? How do we um, get more tools in the toolbox, per se, um, to kind of address this? And then um, what is depression really? How can we stop from getting to that point? Is anxiety a precursor to depression? What things are precursor to depression? We'll talk more so about that in our next episode, but we definitely appreciate you uh, for being a part of this journey. We want to hear from you. Our stories are not the only stories in the world. We want to hear from you. So if you don't feel confident um, to put it down in the comment section about your anxiety, if you do, please go for it. But if you don't feel confident, we will not put your name out there, but just contact us, email us mm-hmm. at team at gmail.com we would yep. like to hear from you we want to walk this thing hand by hand like we said ve- from the very beginning this is not a podcast this is a movement so any last words for the people dd go to the doctor go to the doctor <laughs> all right y'all see y'all on the next one peace
1: bye bye. hey hey this is your girl dd from set apart with random dd Thank you so much for tuning in to this latest installment. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts.